um, in our look at the godly and the godless man. And uh, what we're um, looking at at the moment, the first three verses of Psalm 1, is the godly man. And um, we've seen in verse 1, uh, we saw the godly man's path. We've been looking at verse 2 and we're looking at um, the godly man's pleasure. And we're just going to continue in that today. But uh, let's just read the first uh, three verses and let's just consider the godly man. So verse 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Verse 2, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Let's just have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we just come now to this time in our service where we can um, look into your word, and we pray that you will speak to us through your Holy Spirit. Give us understanding. Lord, challenge us this morning in our Christian, in our Christian uh, walk. Even if we are Christians, Lord, are, are we Christians this morning? And we pray, Lord, that if we are, that you will speak to us and um, help us, Lord, in our faith uh, as we study uh, this, these few verses this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay, we're going to have a look at the godly man's pleasure. All right, and um, we saw uh, last time, last month now, that um, verse 2, his pleasure is, is that he delights in the Lord of the Lord. Okay, he delights in God's word. That's what the godly man, that's how the godly man finds his pleasure. And um, because this godly man delights in the law of the Lord, we see some fruits that come from this. The same fruits that we all have in our lives. Okay, if we delight ourselves in the, in, in the law of the Lord, in the word of God, there's going to be some fruit. And we're going to, just going to have a look at that this morning. And the first one that we see is that he meditates in it. He meditates in the law of the Lord. Let's look at verse 2 again. It says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate. Now, I wonder, what do you think about when you think of that word, meditation? You know, um, years ago, many years ago, before I became a Christian, um, I, I took up uh, martial arts for a couple of years, and uh, one of the things that we were told to do uh, is we were told to go into um, a big room where we used to do our, our, all our exercises and what they call patterns. And uh, they used to ask us to uh, lie down on the floor. And uh, we just used to look up at the ceiling and we were told just to empty our minds. And um, basically we were told really just to try and disengage ourselves uh, with what's going on around us. Uh, but basically what they were trying to do is they were trying to uh, get us to um, receive messages from inside. And we were told that we needed to look inside. Um, and we were to meditate, okay, in that way. But this is very dangerous. It's very dangerous when we empty our minds and um, we're told to um, look to ourselves for help. Okay, The Bible makes it very clear 
that we're not to do that. We're actually to look to God for our help. And, uh, you know, many times when we think about meditation, we think about transcendental meditation, don't we? But that's not the kind of meditation that the psalmist is talking about here. He's talking about meditating upon the Word of God, upon the Bible. And I hope this morning that if you're a Christian, you're going to meditate upon this book day and night. So we're going to have a look at that this morning. Let's just, um, the word meditate in the uh, Oxford Dictionary, actually they say that it means thinking deeply in silence. That's what meditation is. It's basically thinking deeply in silence. And we're going to have a look this morning at six things that the Bible defines meditation as. So if we want to get a good description, we don't run off to the dictionaries, but we run to the Word of God. And the first time that meditation is mentioned in the Bible, you'll find it in the book of Genesis. Now, there's going to be um, some scriptures up on the screens this morning. There's going to be some scriptures that aren't there. But don't worry about that. You can look at them in your Bibles. You can write them down. Or maybe later you can um, visit the, uh, the, uh, the video again. Because uh, it is online, this meeting this morning. Uh, Genesis tw- chapter 24 and verse 63. And this is the first time that the word meditation is actually mentioned in the Bible. And uh, it's quite important um, rule in the Bible that when something's mentioned for the first time, um, we often get a understanding of the word um, that's been used. Okay, so uh, 24 and verse 63. And what we have here is um, Isaac, um, he's waiting for his servant to come back because his servant went to um, find a wife for him. Anybody remember what her name was? Rebecca. Okay. I was going to say Rachel before I looked in the Bible this morning. But uh, yeah, it's Re- Rebecca. Okay. And uh, Rebecca uh, is coming back from the place where she used to live uh, to meet Isaac for the first time. And we see Isaac here in verse 63. And it says, And Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the even tide. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels were coming. His wife was on her way. But we see here that Isaac was meditating. And where was he meditating? He was in the field, wasn't he? And the first thing we learn from this is that meditation speaks to us about finding a solitary place to be alone. And this is what is so important. I'm going to speak a few things this morning. And I believe that this is one of the bedrocks of the Christian faith. So, if we've become a Christian recently, this is your foundation for the rest of your life as a Christian upon this earth. And that, that foundation is finding a quiet place with God and meditating upon his word. Okay? Um, meditating is getting alone with God to a remote place where... There are no distractions. Years back, probably about 20 odd years now, I, I used to live in a, in a youth hostel. And um, there must have been at least 20 to 30 uh, beds in uh, the room where I was living. And, um, you know, it's quite hard for me to find um, quiet time and just time to be alone. I had to make a decision to actually get up early at five, about 5 o'clock in the morning and um, I used to have to go out before everybody else got up. If I wanted to have some time alone 
and meditate upon the Bible. I used to have to get up, I took my Bible, um, I had a little guitar, a little banjo-sized guitar, and I had a songbook, songbook, and I took it out of the hostel, and I went to the wall, and I sat on the wall, overlooking the sea, um, and I used to have my quiet times on the wall, you know. There's nothing written in the Bible about where we need to have our quiet times, okay? But it needs to be a solitary place where it's just you and the Lord together, spending time in a relationship with God. It's wonderful. And for me, it's been one of the joys of my Christian life. I've been a Christian 31 years now, and I can say, truthfully, that it's the foundation of my Christian walk with the Lord, is spending time alone with God. It's wonderful. Um, before uh, I lived in that hostel, um, I lived um, in a house with, um, with many people as well. And uh, I had a friend, he was called Brian. He was a born-again Christian. And um, just before we were having breakfast, you know, we would all sit at the table and uh, there'd be one person missing. And it was usually my friend Brian. And then he'd come walking in, um, his head red. Uh, and I knew where he'd been. He'd been on top of the roof of the house. And uh, in the country that we were living in, the, the roofs are actually flat over there. And, um, you know, he would spend his quiet times on top of the roof of the house, alone with God, nobody else with him. And uh, he'd be there with his Bible. Wonderful. Um, you know, sometimes it can be uh, quite difficult to find that quiet time, um, especially if you're living in a house, you have a partner, um, maybe you have children, maybe you have more than one children. Uh, but it's up to you to find that time. It's not for me to tell you how to, uh, where to do it and what time, but it's up to you and, and, and the Lord to work that out for yourselves. And, you know, the Lord will help you. He will show you a time and he'll show you a place. It might be that you might even have to go out of your house. It might be that you have to spend time maybe in your car. Um, you know, it may be you have to spend time locked in the bathroom. You know, it may be the only place that you might be able to spend time with, with, with the Lord and be quiet and, and alone, you know. Um, it might be that you not, might need to get up a bit earlier in the morning um, or wait maybe for your partner t- to go out and uh, just set that time with God for you to be alone with him. Um, and that's important. Let's just turn to Matthew chapter 6. Uh, just keep your, your, your fingers there in Psalm 1, but Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6. Um, you know, we've, we've been reading about Isaac this morning, where he found his quiet place and he was in the middle of a field and I've done that on one or two occasions Um, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6 and uh, this is the Lord Jesus Christ and he says but thou notice the uh, pronoun here it's a singular he's speaking to you as an individual not speaking to a group of people but he's saying but thou when thou prayest enter into thy closet and when thou hast shut thy door Pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. There's something about meditating with God upon his word and being alone. And sometimes we might need to just close the door somewhere and be alone with God. And it doesn't matter where, but it does matter that we do it. Uh, And I believe 
this is my experience that 31 years as a Christian, it helps. It does. You know? Um, I wonder this morning, have you found that quiet place yet with, with the Lord? Have you found that place where you can just be alone and spend time with your God in his word? Because he wants to speak to you. you know? yeah, we, we need to speak to God and we need to pray to him. He wants to speak to us. And sometimes he wants to speak to us first before we start praying. You know, All sorts of things can start coming out of our mouths. But let him speak to us. Let him speak to you. But you need to be in that place. You need to find that solitude place uh, to be alone with God. Um, Not only does it speak about a solitary place, meditation, but also it speaks of digesting spiritual food. If you turn to Joshua chapter 1, it might be up on the screen this morning. Joshua chapter 1. And uh, we see here a man of God. And uh, Moses had just died. And he's um, receiving uh, restru- uh, instruction now about the book of the law. And in verse 8, he is told, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. You know, God wants you to be prosperous this morning. That's his will. Now, we've often heard about the um, health and wealth prosperity gospel, but that's not what this is talking about, you know. God's not talking here about uh, you becoming uh, a multi-billionaire and, you know, it's not wrong to have money, but God wants you to be prosperous and successful in the Christian life, in the Christian walk. And in the one way that we do this is that we meditate upon God's word. And he says here that the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. And you know, when we spend time in God's word, okay, what's going to happen is that we're going to meditate upon it so much that it's going to start coming out of our mouths. And we're going to want to start speaking the word of God. Maybe that the Lord might have um, a teaching ministry for you. Maybe a preaching ministry. Maybe sharing the gospel at work with somebody. But the more that you meditate upon that book, the more that you eat and you put God's word into your mouth, and, you, and you, the more it's going to come out. And you're going to want to speak with people about uh, God's law. It's wonderful. Um, so meditate upon the word of God and it will come out. Okay? What did Jesus say? He says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, doesn't it? That's what Jesus said. Um, Job 23, verse 12, that's just before the Psalms, the book before the Psalms. Job 23, um, and verse 12. And uh, Job says, Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. And then he says, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. We need food to live. But Job here is saying that he has esteemed his words, God's word, more necessary uh, than, than, his, than his own necessary food. That's how important uh, the word of God is. Uh, what does it mean when we speak about digesting? You know, if you've ever seen cows in the field, 
you know, when they start to eat the uh, the grass from the fields, they start to chew it, don't they, on the cud, all right? And they chew it over. And, you know, this is what we're to do with the Word of God, you know? We're to spend time in it. And we're to meditate upon what we're reading and we're to take it in. And, you know, that, that, that's what it means. Um, in Jeremiah fifteen sixteen, it says, Thy words were found... And I did eat them, and thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. And you see, as we meditate upon God's word, and as we take it in, it rejoices our hearts this morning. That's wonderful. And God wants our hearts to rejoice. First uh, Peter chapter 2 and verse 2 uh, says, As newborn babes, if you're a new Christian here this morning, um, just like a newborn baby, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. So we see here that the word of God is like food to us, and we're to take it in, meditate upon it, uh, we're to drink it in like milk. Psalm 34 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. We're to taste it. God is, in, is inviting us to experiment with his word. Taste, he's saying. Taste and see. How are we ever going to know if God is good unless we actually taste and see that the Lord is good? You know? We need to partake. Um, Psalm 119, verse 103. Psalmist says, How sweet are thy words unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Now, I like honey. I like it in the mornings on my cereals. And there's nothing more sweet. But there's nothing more sweet than God's words to the psalmist. There's nothing more sweet to God's, God's men and God's women this morning than God's words. They're wonderful. So we see here that meditation speaks of finding a solitary place. It speaks of digesting spiritual food. But it also helps us to remember that God is there for us in the night. Um, Psalm 63 and verse 6. Let's just turn there. Psalm 63 and verse 6. You know, there are many times at night where we lie there. We're still awake. We haven't gone to sleep yet. But we can't stop thinking. And sometimes we can't stop worrying. Thoughts come into our minds. What's going to be in the morning? What's going to be tomorrow? But you know, God is there for us in the night time. And his word is there also for us. And, um, you know, when we meditate upon God's word, it helps us in the night time. And I've, I've had night times where I've not been able to sleep properly. Um, well, let's just have a look here what the psalmist says. Psalm 63 and verse 6. He says, When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. And I'd imagine that David, as uh, we know the story of David, we know some of the battles that he got in. You know, some of these battles were real, and they were devastating for David, and he couldn't sleep. But he says here, um, in verse six, he says, "When I remember thee upon my bed, the thought of God didn't didn't leave him when he was upon his bed." And then he says that he meditated on thee in the night seasons, and you know that's so important for us. You know, there are going to be trials, there's going to be troubles that come in our lives and there's going to be those times at night where we're not going to be able to sleep. We might be worried about something. 
But that is the time where we need to start meditating upon God. Meditating his word. See what God says about the situation that we're in. Do I need to worry about this, Lord? Do I need to be fearful? What does God say in his word? Let's get in there and let's just see what God wants to say to us about that situation. Not only does it help us in the night, but also meditating helps us to respect God's word. Uh, Sorry, God's ways. Psalm 119. If you just turn to Psalm 119, because we've got a couple of verses there. Um, It helps us to respect God's ways. Psalm 119, verse 15. There may be, you might have children this morning and you might be bringing them up and you might be thinking, how, how do I bring my, ch- my children up in, in the ways of the Lord? Or it might be you're at work and you might be thinking, how am I going to deal with this situation at work today? Well, we need to have respect unto God's ways, you know. It's not our ways. How does God want us to deal with uh, a situation? But verse 15, the psalmist says, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. Yeah? God's ways. Yeah? The Bible makes it very clear that our ways are very different to God's ways. And the way that he will deal with something is a lot better than the way that we'll deal with it. But, you know, we need to have respect unto his ways, not ours. Jesus says, thy will be done. You know? And we need to say that as well. Um, how does God want me to deal with this situation? Find out from God's word. Meditate in it. Chew it over. Take it in. Spend time with the Lord. See what he says. And have respect for God's ways. Not only that, but we see also that it helps when people speak badly against us. That's not nice for any of us, is it? You know, sometimes um, it may be words that are spoken, that are, uh, are hard, maybe cruel, and maybe we feel a bit crushed and a bit down. Um, let's have a look at what God says in Psalm 119 and verse 23. Um, you know, I, I can remember years ago being at work uh, and I was mocked for being a Christian. And sometimes, um, you know, one guy in particular, uh, he put a uh, Koran on top of my uh, steering wheel and my truck as I got into it. Uh, it, it was already there on the steering wheel, but I knew, I knew how, how it got there. And, um, you know, this was a difficult time for me. It was. And I was being mocked every day almost for being a Christian. Um, Yeah, it happens. But let's have a look what the psalmist says. Verse 23, he says, Princes also did sit and speak against me. And then he says, But thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. This was his response. He didn't go and retaliate. He didn't go and mouth it off to this person and swear at them and try to uh, punch them or whatever. No, he says the first thing he does here is that he meditates in his statutes. He meditates upon God's words. How does God want me to deal with the situation? How does God want me to, to react, you know? Um, princes did sit and they spoke against me. Sometimes it's going to happen. We're going to receive things that sometimes we find hurtful. But let's get into God's word and let's see God's encouragement there for us. And uh, let's get encouraged because sometimes, you know, a day can get us down and we can feel depressed and discouraged. Um, But God will help us 
um, in those times. Lastly, we see here that meditation encourages us to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Psalm 119 in verse 48. Verse 48, the psalmist says, My hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. And we see here that the hands often speak in the scriptures of work. This is how we use our hands, isn't it? Mainly. We use them to work for us. We do jobs with them. And you know, as we... um, as we meditate more and more upon the word of God, God will show us that we need to be involved in some kind of work for the Lord. What, what are we doing with our Christian lives? You know, um, we become Christians and God has a job for each and every one of us to do. It might be different to what the next person's doing, but God's got something for us to do for him. And we see here that as the man of God, as the woman of God meditates upon God's word, it says... In verse 48, let's just read it again. My hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. How the Lord needs workers in his church today, you know. Um, What can God use us to do? How can he use me? How can he use you this morning? Well, one of the ways that you can find out is to meditate upon God's word. And God will speak to you. He might speak to you about some kind of evangelism, you know. He might speak to you about some kind of help that you might be able to do. And God gifts his people uh, with gifts so that they can be used for him. Each, one, each and every one of us will, will receive some gift that God can use us. Um, and as we spend time meditating in God's word, we'll start to lift up our hands. And uh, we'll start to be doers of his word and not hearers only. What good is it for us to be in church uh, every week and then once maybe for an hour and then Monday to, to uh, Saturday we go all the way throughout the week and um, you're not really being used much for the Lord, you know. A lot of time. How does God want to use you? How does God want to use you in his house? Is there a ministry within this church that God might want you to be involved in? Wonderful. Now, we've been speaking about meditation this morning, but let's, um, you know, as we pick up our Bibles in the morning or in the evening or wherever in the daytime, let's, how can we practically meditate upon the Word of God? How can I actually do it? What does it take? What must I be doing as I'm meditating? Or do I just step to my mind and just say, God, speak to me? No, he wants us to use this book. But he wants us to be practical about the way we do it. And I've just wrote down six ways that we can practically meditate upon God's word. The first one is that we can, well, we need to pray. Before we read God's word, pray and say something like, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Lord, what do you want to speak to me about in your word this morning? When I pick up my Bible in the morning, the first thing I say in my prayer to God is, Lord, please speak to me through your Holy Spirit. Okay? Secondly, we need to ask. We need to ask some questions as we are meditating in God's word. Okay? One of the questions is, is there any sin for me to avoid? 
as I'm reading what you want me to read here this morning, Lord, is there a sin that I can avoid? Is this word teaching me about some sin in my life that maybe I can avoid? Or maybe a sin that might come up in the, in the near future? Um, is there any promise for me to claim? As we're meditating upon the word, Lord, is there a promise here for me that I can claim for myself? Are you promising me something here, Lord, that if I do this, then you'll give me that, Lord, in my Christian walk? Is there a truth here that I've not seen before about God, about Jesus Christ, um, about the Holy Spirit? Is there a truth here about man and about sin? Lord, speak to me. Um, We might ask, what's the main thing, Lord, that I can learn from this chapter that I'm reading? There are many things in the chapter, but what do you want me, what do you want to speak to me specifically about in what I'm reading here this morning? Might be one word. We've been thinking about that this morning as we've we've come into church. Often God uses can use one word in your quiet time when you're reading your Bible. It might just point out one little word there, and that might just stay with you throughout the day. And that's important. It might be more important than the, the, the rest of the chapter that you just read. Um, we could ask, is there anything that I can rejoice and praise God for that I'm reading? And there's plenty. You know? Lord, is there anything that I can rejoice in? Um, is there anything that I can rejoice and praise you for that I'm reading here this morning? It might be John 3, verse 3. How can a man be born again? How was I born again? Wonderful. And they might just reflect upon how you were born again. Um, and uh, it may be something that you can praise the Lord for as you're reading. But those are just some practical ways to meditate. Let's just turn back to Psalm 1. And uh, we're just going to have a look at the second part um, this morning. We've looked uh, at the first fruit of um, the man that delights himself in the law of the Lord, and it's to meditate. But it's not just to meditate. We see here that it's to meditate day and night. It says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And what we see here is we see continuity. Okay? Remember um, Jesus, he said, no man having put his hand to the plough and looking back, is fit for the kingdom. When we become Christians, we don't just give up. Yeah, there needs to be some. There needs to be a, a, a continuity, and the only way that that's really going to happen is if we have a, um, if we apply ourselves to continuity. And one of the ways that we do this is we spend time with God. We, we, we meditate in his word. We find a time and a place that we can be alone with God. But we need to do this day and night. Now, I'm not saying to you what time in the day that, that you need to do this. I, 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 I believe the scriptures give us an idea when we should be doing it. And we're going to have a look at a few scriptures this morning. But this is foundational. Um, it's a short phrase, day and night, But it's basically speaking about continuity. If you keep doing something, it's going to become habit. And we need to get into some good habits as Christians. We spent enough of our lives getting into bad habits and doing it every day and every night. 
But we need to get into some good habits that are going to please the Lord and are going to help us in our Christian lives. Day and night. Continuity. Um, why is it that many Christians, or should I say many, who pick up the Bible um, seem to fail uh, to have daily meditation in God's Word? And um, there are Christians that will go from one Sunday to another Sunday and the Bible will actually stay on the bookshelf. And at the end of the week, they'll get the Bible and they'll go like that. And they'll be blowing the dust off it. Your book should be shiny. There should be pages in your Bible where there are maybe smudges. There may be um, a few perspiration marks and maybe a few tears on the pages. Maybe. Should be a few bent, bent uh, pages around, maybe one or two pages that have got writings in them. God has spoken to you, um, but why is it that some people uh, seem to fail to have that daily meditation with God in His Word? Well, I've written down five that I could think of. There's probably many more, uh, but one of them is is that it may be that you have never actually become a Christian. You may like coming to church, you may like God's people, you may feel a warm feeling when you're coming to church, you know, um, good people around you and you may have a good feeling as you're going out of church, you know, uh, and you're tottering off home and you might feel, well, I've done my, I've done my bit for the week, uh, I feel good about it, um, But why aren't you picking up your Bible every day? Why aren't you spending time in the Lord's Word and meditating upon it? It might be because you've never actually become a Christian. The Bible says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. They're spiritually discerned. And you see, if you've never become a Christian, you'll never really have a love for God's Word. You know, this book, before I became a Christian, I never, ever picked it up. Except for when my mum told me to when I was about that high. And she used to take us along to Sunday school, me, like me and my brother. But they got, a, they got a time in our lives where we thought, church, the Bible, these are boring things. We don't want these things in our lives. People are going to be laughing at us, you know. But when you become a Christian, there is something seriously wrong if you don't have a desire to spend time in the book. Because this is how God speaks to you. So I wonder this morning, have you actually become a Christian? You know, the Bible says that we need to examine ourselves to see whether we are in the faith. And if you're not in the faith, there is good news for you this morning. There's a scripture on the front of the church and it says that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He died for your sins, dear friend. He loves you. And he wants you to be born again. And the only way that that can happen is that if you repent and you turn from your sins and you turn to God and you ask him to forgive you for all of your sins, and he will. Give you a love for the word of God. And I can tell you that it's real, and it's not natural. It is not natural. It's supernatural. I never had a desire to spend any time in this word before I was a Christian. Now, I'm not saying that people who are not Christians won't spend any time in in the book, but to have a love for God's word, it's a spiritual love. And it's the love that we have from the Holy Spirit. And we can only have that when we're born again of God's Spirit. It's a relationship that started. It's wonderful. 
And as the Bible says, that as babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. That's what happens when we're born again. Have you ever seen a baby uh, not desiring to have milk and to, to be fed when they're, when they're babies? No. They start crying out, don't they? And this is how we should be. As soon as we're born again, we should have a desire in our hearts to spend time in the word of God. Wonderful. Secondly, it might be that you're discouraged. Somebody might have um, said something to you. Um, Somebody might have done something against you that you didn't agree with. And you might be discouraged. You might be deeply discouraged. You might be depressed. And that might be a cause for you to just put this book away and think, why did you let that happen, God? If you're God, surely that thing shouldn't have happened to me. And it might be this morning that you, that you feel discouraged and you're not going to pick up God's word. May, may, maybe you're blaming God for it. Is that keeping you away from spending time in God's word? It shouldn't be. In fact, that should be a time where we run to God's word when we're discouraged. We've been thinking about that this morning. In the night time, in the night seasons, when we're feeling discouraged, maybe when someone said something against us, that's the time to meditate upon this book. Get some encouragement. It might be that you've backslidden. It might be that you have, for some reason, um, you're entertaining things of this world that are taking priority in your lives. And it might be that you've stopped coming to church. And it might be that no more that you really have a desire to be with God's people and to be uh, spending time with the Lord each day. And it might be that you've sort of backslidden away from God. You need to come back. God's word tells us about that very, very clearly. You know, the, we've been looking about respecting God's ways. You know, it's not respecting God's ways to backslide away from him. He says, draw near to me and I will draw near unto, the, uh, unto you. You know, um, it might be that we've become lazy. Maybe our attitude has become, um, oh, I can't be bothered with that now. I'm going to watch the TV for a couple of hours. Or I'm going to listen to some music or, uh, you know, or go, go somewhere with my mates or whatever. Um, and it might be that we're just putting this book on the back shelf and we're sort of just putting our feet up and we become lazy, you know. We've been thinking this morning, day and night, we need to apply ourselves, you know. We need to have some continuity in our Christian lives. Um, lastly... Maybe we're not prioritising our time properly. Maybe we're putting things for God. Maybe we're not thinking, uh, we're planning that, but it might be that we're not really prioritising our time together. Um, for me, the best time for me to spend time with the Lord is in the morning. Before I meet anybody, before I go to work. Uh, but I find that if I spend time... Um, uh, Away from spending time in the Bible, it might be that I'll get caught up in other things in the morning um, and I just won't get to it. I just won't get, get into uh, having that quiet time with God. Um, for me, it's quite easy because I, sometimes I, I get up at 1.30 in the morning. I go out at 3.30 to work, but I can spend a couple of hours in the morning, breakfast, whatever, uh, and then I just lay aside a time where I'm not going to have... Um, people or or circumstances, work, even my mobile. I don't even look at my mobile before I look at my Bible. I get my Bible out first. You know, 
you don't know what's going to be on that mobile, do you? There may be a discouraging message that's just come through. Let's spend time with God first, you know? Let's hear from God first. What does God want to say? Let's have a clear, a clear mindset as we start the day. Um, let's just have a look at a few scriptures before we finish. Um, I've written all the scriptures down here, so you don't have to have a look at them in the Bibles. But if you want, it's uh, Psalm 5 and verse 3. And the psalmist says, My voice shalt thou hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee. Psalm 5 and verse 3. So we see here, the psalmist makes it clear when the Lord's going to hear his voice. It's going to be in the morning. Um, Psalm 119, verse 147 he says here, I prevented, or, um, yeah, I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried, I hoped in thy word. And we see here that before the, before the, the sunrise starts to come up, he says here that I prevented the dawning. He was there with the Lord before the day is starting. Um, and he says that he hopes in, the, in, in his word. Proverbs 8 and verse 17. God says, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Wonderful. Again, we see the importance of spending time with the Lord early in the day. Um, Isaiah 26 and verse 9. With my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. And as we read this verse, um, it might be that before the day's starting again, but it's still in the night time, he says, With my soul have I desired thee in the night, yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. Before the day's starting, it's still night, but he's there. Um, and the Lord is hearing uh, the psalmist's voice. Let's just turn to one more scripture as we finish now. Um, hopefully this has been a practical and an encouragement to you this morning. That's my desire. That's God's desire. Um, so, uh, sorry, Mark 1 and verse 35. And here we have um, the Son of God, God himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, seeking the Lord early. Um, verse 35 says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before the day, he went out, and departed into a solitary place, and there prayed. You could replace that if you wanted to, and there open up the word of God. But it says, and there prayed. The Lord Jesus Christ, he got up early, yeah, um, in the morning, before the day. He went out, he departed. Where did he go? He went into a solitary place, didn't he? And if the Son of God needs to spend time with God, the Father, in a solitary place, how much more do we do? Do we need that? We do. I wonder this morning, do we want to be like this godly man that we've been reading in the Psalms? If we do, then we need to meditate in the law of the Lord. And we need to do it day and night. We need to continue. Amen? Let's have a word of prayer. <clears throat> Dear Lord, we just want to thank you uh, this morning for reminding us. Many of us know these scriptures. And Lord, we do need to be reminded time and time again 
that we need to continue in the faith. We need to spend that time with you alone where we can be encouraged through your word, where you can challenge us as well, Lord. And we thank you for these practical things that we've been thinking about this morning, how they can help us to meditate in God's word. Help us, Lord, as we look into your word to ask you to speak to us and how you can change us. Help us to do that. And Lord, as we take in your word each day more and more, help us to give it out. Help us to tell other people the word of God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing come, uh, and hearing by the word of God. Help us to be your instruments, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. okay. Right, we're going to uh, sing our last...